Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though. I'm John Carlo. Oh, I get it. TJ Barry. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm amanda facosta i'm the fairest spirit of them all i got nothing for this one guys i'm, <laughs> I'm nick i'm sorry <laughs> wow. nick you got mine right i did yeah caron yeah. right yeah yeah amazing that's how he says stella yeah anyways uh, and <laughs> this week we are talking about spirit fairer Oh my, God. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I was very excited to talk about this one because uh, I heard some very, very wonderful things from uh, some friends. And so, uh, for those of you who may not know what Spiritfarer is, Spiritfarer is, I'm pretty sure it's an indie game. Yeah. 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 It's a little indie game where uh, you play as Stella, and Stella is essentially taking over Charon's job as the Spiritfarer. And so you are collecting people on your big houseboat and uh, getting them ready to progress uh, into the afterlife. And so it's uh, it's the kind of game where it's very much about like the characters you spend time with, and then there's also kind of like that Stardew Valley-esque like, management sim type uh, thing to the actual gameplay itself. And a lot of exploration as well, because you're moving around on your boat and traveling between different lands. Does that feel like a decent explanation of what we got going on? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so for context, I played the game on PC. It is part of Game Pass, which is lovely. Uh, so I played it through Game Pass for PC. Uh, I've pumped a few hours into it, but I'm not going to lie, I did not finish it. And honestly, I didn't even get as far as I wanted to get. Um, but I did I did spend some time with the game to at least familiar, familiarize myself with all the systems and kind of uh, get a taste for what's going on there. Um, I played it on the Nintendo Switch. It was on sale there a few weeks ago, so I got it through that. Um, and I'm glad I got it on the Switch. I think this is a perfect switch game so yeah, yeah i would have gotten it there time. if it uh if it wasn't right free exactly. <laughs> i hello i am gonna be honest as well i did i have it on pc i've played some of it on pc but i have not played nearly as much as i would have liked so i feel like i am not gonna be very helpful oh today i'm sorry i forgot <laughs> to say i beat it like 100 percent to completion. I forgot to mention Ooh, that. Go Palazzo. I did it. And I didn't get to play it. And I'm a little sad because I wouldn't mind playing it for like Switch or something. It's cute. I Man, if I had a Switch, thing, I think I actually would have finished it. I'm just not... I Yeah, I... Work is work is great, but work is I can't take my computer to work. I can't take my computer to work. It's a great game to like play in bed before you go to sleep, you know, and just do a couple tasks here and there. Yeah, it, it very much is that kind of game. Yeah. That's all I had oh, with, for that that comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so 
what's an interesting place to start with this game? Shall we should we start with gameplay? I think so. The the meat of it will be like the meaning of it in the story and also yeah. probably gameplay. Sure. Um so gameplay this game has a number of systems or I'll touch on presentation just a little bit, just to say, uh, I think this game is very, very beautifully done. It's all in like a super nice, clean, hand-drawn style, uh, which is gorgeous. Um, it almost gives it a little bit of like an infantile feeling at some times. I don't know why, like I looked at it and I was like, even though the style is nothing like it, it very much reminds me of Pop Tropica for some reason, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Pop um, I've heard of it. It was a game I used to play in, like, elementary school. And, like, it, the, again, the art style is not like it at all. But oh. I guess just, like, the floaty feeling of the movement and everything just it evoked that for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do with that what you will. Um, but in terms of gameplay, yeah, you're playing Estella. And so you're navigating the ship and you're picking up people. And the different people will have different needs. And so you are basically just working to fulfill those needs. And that takes a number of different uh, shapes as far as... Either needing to expand your boat or construct houses for them, uh, make them meals, grow different crops, uh, construct different uh, utilities on your boat, that sort of thing. And so along the way, you'll kind of, with each person, you get introduced with to new systems, like the farming system. Uh, there's kind of this big sea serpent thing um, that is... Everything is very, and tell me if you guys disagree, but to me it feels like the game is, the game play is built basically around very, like, minigame-like systems. Like, the main way you gain money is by going through these, like, jellyfish fields where you're basically just trying to catch as many as you can for, like, the short time that the waves are coming, and so you're just jumping, trying to pop them and collect them. There's a thing where you can catch lightning in a bottle by running to where you see the sparks going. There's a little fishing game that is ultra, ultra simple. Everything in this game is very simple. Um, But it's built around kind of diversity in that in that gameplay so like you go on an island to harvest resources and then you're you're managing your farm but it's nothing crazy either it's just water it and pull it out when it's done that sort of thing uh does that feel like a decent description of like the the gameplay yeah honestly when i was playing this game and i guess it is classified as a management sim first with some platforming here and there minimal mm-hmm. though um but i couldn't help but think when i was playing this game i'm like shit, maybe I would like Animal Crossing, <laughs> you know? Because, <laughs> I mean, essentially what you're doing in this game, they're chores, you yeah. know? Like, you take your little Charon ore, you chop down a tree, which is essentially just moving the joystick left and right till the tree is chopped down, uh, hitting a rock a couple times to grind for ore, um, and going from island to island and discovering, like, different things that you could get for, like, making meals or... um things that you could make in the little fabric shop to give to people, things like that. They're, they're very minimal, yes, and you hit the nail yeah. on the head, mini games. Um, but it goes in the service of, and we'll get into this when we talk about story, but it's all for the purpose of helping out these characters that Absolutely. are on your boat. And to me, at least, I don't know how you guys feel. I, I would be interested to hear, like, it, even though I say the word chores, it never felt um grindy or boring to do just because you had the backbone of like oh i, I want to do this for this person on my boat um even though some of them aren't always nice to you you know so i i enjoyed every moment of it i'm very interested in answering that question and seeing how we compare because that was going to be my question but okay. i'd love to hear from amanda first 
Can you repeat the question? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, <laughs> Thank you. no, yeah, no problem. It, essentially, it's um, like e- even though I I called this word that you're doing like they're just chores. It yeah. still never felt like that because it's in service of helping out these characters that, for the most part, you want to help, even though some of them yeah. are like mean to you and stuff. Like, I never got bored of what I was doing or chopping down those trees because I'm like, yeah, I want to collect this stuff and build this thing for this person, you know? Yeah. So, again, I, di- I-, I didn't get to play nearly as much as I would have liked to. But I, yeah, I don't, I, I think when you say chores, there is always going to be like kind of that negative connotation where I'm like, I'm a kid and I don't want to do my chores. But in this sense, yeah, I think chores is fine, but I didn't feel it in like a bad way. I was more like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, this is, I need to do this. Don't, right? I need to, I need to do this. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And I actually, I don't mind doing it. So yeah. Yes. Okay. So interesting to hear from you guys. Um, I will very tentatively reopen this very fresh wound, but I'm, I feel like I'm going to compare this game to Kentucky Route Zero a bit. Uh, um, don't do that. <laughs> because it, it's just, it was a comparison I couldn't help but make as I was, as I was playing it. And so uh, this game kind of takes the opposite approach to that game in like, I'm going to have you do a bunch of stuff. Like even if it is menial, uh, you're still going to be doing something instead of doing nothing. And then the story is revealed, like, very lightly in chunks, right? And we'll get into, you know, like you said, all of this is done in service of the characters and all of that. And I think uh, it's a mechanic that kind of serves its purpose in, like, really helping you build that attachment to these characters before they, uh, you know, inevitably leave because you're preparing them for death, right? Um, however, uh, I will say the the minigames were fun, like, the first time I did each. I was like, oh, this is a cool thing to try. Um Although I kind of had the opposite feeling to you, I did find them very boring while I was doing them. Uh, especially like once I realized it was something I was going to have to do over and over, like it it did start feeling very grindy to me. Uh, and I was kind of not excited to do them, which it was like, granted, I was very busy. So like I, I had a hard time uh, sitting down to play this game for the time that was required to really explore the whole thing. But I think part of it was, like, my brain would almost rather do, like, this other work that needs to be done because I had a hard time sitting down to play because I wasn't excited. And I realized that to play this game, I had to get into the right, like, kind of mindset. And so the perfect way that I was able to play this game and enjoy it was, um, like, listening to a podcast or something. So for, like, our other show, Dungeons & Drimbus, uh, I finished an edit on an episode and so I was doing the quality control listen for it to, like, make sure everything was good. So while I'm listening to it, I was just playing Spiritfarer. And there are these mindless mini games that you can kind of go through very easily. And so since I had this other stimulus going in the background, it became a little more enjoyable. But, like, if you just sit down to just play the game, I don't know. I found it, like, really, really boring and very, like, grindy. Well, don't get me wrong. What you're doing is not fun. I, I did not take yeah. joy in chopping down a tree gotcha. uh, or, or or like hitting a rock over and over again. And I absolutely did mm-hmm. the same thing. Once I realized like, okay, this is how this game works. I'm going to turn something on in the background and listen to that as I'm collecting all these things for the tasks that I have to complete. Um, yeah. But 
something about and, and the game has a lot of peaks and valleys in the gameplay sure in sure. that there's moments where things are flowing and clicking like you found a new island and you're collecting a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't have yeah. before and you could make brand new things and open up brand new shops and learn how they work uh like the lumber mill or the tailor shop or things like that um and you're finding new characters that ask for new things and you're you're discovering new icons in the world but then there's moments where Okay, you have to buy an upgrade to the ship to get past like a fog wall or a rock wall. Yeah. And you can't get past that until you collect all these ingredients and items. And then that's where it gets a little grindy. Like, okay, so I have to fast travel over to this island, hit a few rocks there, um, and then get all that stuff ready on my ship and then go back over there. And then I could progress. Those are the moments where everything kind of stalls out and slows down. But it's an in an effort to get to those moments of, oh, cool, I'm in a new area now. What am I going to find here? What crazy characters am I going to discover? And, mm-hmm. and what are their personalities going to be like? It's all in service of that, too. And that part was exciting to me. I wouldn't be invested in the menial task of like, all right, chopping some logs now. Cool. Like, no, totally. of course not. But that loop I, I found fun and engaging. I agree that there's definitely peaks and valleys. And so, like, as a management sim, this is where you tread into, like, that dangerous territory where it's, like, um, I think it's very easy to turn a lot of people off to it. And the thing is, while in theory, games like that are not necessarily my jam, I have found that, like, I do enjoy a lot of them. Like, I I love, I mean, I've only played one, but I love Animal Crossing New Horizons. I very much, I, I developed a Stardew Valley craze at one point, um, which I would love to get back into at some point. Um even games like, uh, I don't know, like The Sims or something, where it's like maybe the day-to-day, sometimes you're playing on like triple speed because nothing interesting is happening, but then you get to like an interesting moment where then you're like really invested in what's going on. Uh, and so this game definitely has those qualities, but I don't know why, like it just, um, it felt like they were, uh, those moments, like those peaks were spread out far enough that uh, they didn't, it didn't work to like necessarily motivate me as much as I wanted, which sucks because I know this game, like, you know, even the most cynical, like people, you know, reviewers of games or whatever that normally don't play this kind of thing. All the reviews are like, I saw my eyes out. I like whatever, like it was a transformative experience, that kind of thing. And so this sounds like it was very, very much, uh, going to be my kind of game. And so I was surprised that like, I just, I had a hard time finding the enjoyment other than like very, specific moments in in terms of gameplay at least right and Um, i can't really i can't comment on that too much because i don't know how far you got and and how many characters you got um in terms of like you know people sobbing their eyes i cried too and i didn't expect to do that for a couple moments because there's characters in here that different people will grab onto and that could have been the case for you you just maybe didn't get to that character that you necessarily connected with or didn't see their ending um absolutely yeah again it's hard to comment on because also there's bigger areas than maybe the beginning area that you start in where there's only like i don't know three islands and then it expands into like 10 different ones but i could absolutely see how you know going from island to island and chopping down trees can be boring to someone yeah i was always doing it for the purpose of like i really want to see what this character has to say next to me and learn a little bit more about them because i thought each and every one of them was fun and engaging yeah totally and and that is why you go about doing this stuff like 
that's the only... Because here's the thing. If a character did not request something of me, there's no chance in hell I would stop on an island to chop down trees. It's just not the kind of gamer I am. I, I detest grinds or whatever. But the moment, uh, I'd like, my uncle or whatever would be like, hey, I really want this. Then I would be like, cool, let's work to get you that. So I understand that drive. But then, like, I don't... It just, like, it's... I guess it took a little bit too long. And so, I, I swear... I, I'll try not to compare it anymore, but like in comparison to a game like Kentucky Rod Zero, which I think they're telling somewhat similar stories or like trying to move in similar directions, storytelling wise, um, and with the idea of these menial tasks. What I really like about that game is that everything is through uh, through the lens of conversation and through characters and and all of that, and so you're always. Even if it's not anything significant, it always feels like there's something to learn and you're always interacting with characters. Whereas in this game, although everything is in service of these characters and you do interact with them, the way it presents them to you is in very, very limited bursts. Like, they will make a request or they will tell you a story. But for the most part, you know, it'll be a few seconds and then it's off to go get stuff for them so that you can find out what the next bit is. And I just feel like I was not getting as much of the characters as I wanted. I don't, like, did you guys feel that at all? Like, no. I feel like it would have been more effective if I got to interact with them more instead of it being like, they want this, you go do it by yourself. I would rather you take away all the gameplay elements and just let me talk to them a bunch than you throw a bunch of mini games at me that I'm not necessarily super interested in in order to get, like, little tidbits of conversation. No, I, I, I didn't think that at all. Like, I, again, I don't know how far you got, so... I don't know how many people mm-hmm. you even had on your boat at once. That certainly helps things. But I don't think you get the most information out of them in those chunks that you were talking about. But every little thing that you do with them, you're learning about them. You learn about what food they like and why they like it or what they dislike, what they can't stomach. And that ties into their personality. Like the one character who's very, very vain. He's like, oh, no, I can't eat carbs at all. I got to maintain my yeah. figure. And that adds to his character and uh, learning like what little things do they do on the boat? What things do they do in the town? And at what time, like uncle at uh, a tool at tool, the, the frog guy, he loves to build and he's always hammering away yeah. all day fixing things. And then you learn other characters like their little um, happiness arrows go down because they're like they hate the banging that he's doing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, like it, in discovering moments like that and how each character feels about one another, how they feel about you. All that ties into what you're doing as well. I, I think there's always a purpose to what you did in this game versus something like Animal Crossing. Haven't played it, so I won't comment on it. But mm-hmm. from what I have seen of that game, it always feels like you are doing nothing more than paying your damn landlord, you know, uh, Tom Nook, mm-hmm. the crook. But um, that's why I think this sort of stands out more to maybe other management sims where it doesn't feel like it amounts to much of anything. Fair. Uh, Amanda, any, any thoughts on this? Uh, or TJ, any questions, I guess? Um, I See, that's the thing. Again, I, I, I really think that my lack of... Um, like, I haven't gotten that far into the game where I feel like I've gotten to that point, you know, where I felt mm. like that point. So I really can't say whether I will or won't agree. Sure. But I hear you. I hear both of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's no real questions. Like, 
It seems to be like besides like the gameplay of like going on doing tasks over and over, most of the like meat and the nitty gritty of the game is like those intricacies. Absolutely, and, like, interacting with like the different players. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not really much to it. It's kind of just there. Yeah. Do we want to transition to that, or did you have something else? Sure. I I, I think we've dabbled in it, but I I would love to kind of hear your take on I suppose like narrative and and those aspects of of the game. Yeah. So I guess. And correct me if I'm wrong, like, if, if you had a different interpretation, like, mm-hmm. let me know. I feel like this game is about, um, it's about death, obviously, but yes. they go about it in the most hopeful of ways. It's mainly yeah. the acceptance of death and moving on from those passings that may or may not, well, they will, but may happen in your life, yeah. you know? Um, but it's told in the context of this character, Stella who um, is in this in-between state of life and death. She's taking over for Charon, essentially, and taking mm-hmm. care of these spirits on, uh, like, an ocean islandy area where they're also in an in-between of going from that transition of life to death, and you have to, as the spiritfarer, ship them across the lands, like, living out their final spirit days before, ultimately, you take them to the, the big door and send them through and then they pass Mm -hmm. and you're just collecting uh information like from their life how they relate to you because some of them are family members like uncle atul um the stag lady at the beginning i don't remember her name oh god um uh was it gwen yes yes gwen gwen Gwen? okay well yeah again family members some don't have any relation to you and you just sort of learn about their stories along the way but it's all in service of helping them accept their final moments there Mm -hmm. on the boat and and being fulfilled with what they did in their life and ultimately moving on yeah no i i think you're i mean you hit it right on the head it's it's a very simple premise but you know that's not like a bad thing i think those simple premises that are a very hard thing to wrap your head around you know i mean no one's ever died and come back so no one knows what's on the other side and so right of course death is something that we as people spend a lot of time thinking about because one day someone's here and then the next they're not and it's like Im- impermanence is a very hard thing i think for like our consciousnesses to grasp so I, it's a beautiful uh, uh, topic to like dive into in this manner, uh, very caringly, I guess, and to try and explore. I I think it makes for excellent gameplay experiences when it's kind of very reflective in that way. Um, and yeah, I, I I mean I totally I don't disagree with any of your points uh, along the way of like learning what they like and dislike, like you know food wise and then you're it, it very much works to make this feeling for you right where it's at first you're just growing crops right and then you're growing coffee for this person who loves coffee and said it was the best coffee they've ever had yeah. in their life and then when the person's gone you're like ah, that coffee beans um <laughs> right so like yeah that's that's all uh wonderful and, and i think that this is a game that will probably hit a lot of people probably very hard in a lot of ways because um I can't remember if we said it now or if we said it before we started recording, but um, another thing this does well is that, of course, it has a variety of characters with a variety of different um, personalities and all of that and quirks. And so one of the wonderful things about media, again, is you never know what's going to impact who, how. And so 
who knows, like, if that little raccoon reminds you exactly of that person you cared about a lot, this might be, like, a very, very impactful experience, you know? Um, so I think having that variety helps. Uh, it maximizes your ability to kind of connect to these characters, or at least some of them, and hopefully have uh, that experience, which um, I'm sure is wonderful. I guess just, like, yeah, my, my biggest gripe is just... I, I found it very hard to get excited to sit down and play the game, you know, even though I got it for free. So, like, that was uh, a limiting factor on, like, me being able to experience the story, I guess, was, um, I, I don't know why. Like, it's just, I, <laughs> I, this was the last game I expected to have this kind of issue on. So, I was like, damn. Um, but I think you made good points with the story there, absolutely. How many characters did you have on your boat before like this right now this recording four so you got atul gwen the snake lady and astrid uh oh no no, no. okay no i had i had those three and then i was getting this lady with some sheep oh but you didn't unlock that one yet no i'm on that island okay i got you gotcha did you usher any of them to the door I didn't, and that was my big goal before the review, and I didn't get to okay. do it, even though they were, like, perfectly happy. I got that achievement, like, day one. I see. So, like, yeah. okay, when I say this, I don't mean it in a, like, a wrist-slapping I, I way. I fully understand what you're going to say, and please go I, ahead. Yeah. I mean it like you didn't get to the game yet, because the game yeah. is seeing the progression of these characters to the part where they're mm-hmm. released through the, the Everdoor, I think it's called. Yeah. That's where the game is, seeing, like, their endings and how they accept it and how their journey ends, um, which goes into the meaning of the game and what it actually is mm-hmm. when you discover that at the end. I won't go into it too much, but Stella did have a life before this course, care course, on business, yes. and what she did in her life is very similar to what she's doing now, um, and that's a huge discovery, you know, and I think that's you're, you're absolutely right. And it was a disclaimer I was going to give before the vote. I probably should have given it up front. But uh, wherever I end up, like regardless, I would say this is like take my opinion with a huge grain of salt. Um, the only value I think I can give is just like as someone who already has the game and has been playing it, how it's been so far, you know, like because I'm definitely beyond the point where like um, like. If I bought this game for myself, we're not doing it for the show, it's just whatever. At this point in the game, I would know if I was going to continue playing or not. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. So, but I I totally agree that, like, uh, if we had to defer our opinions to anyone, it would be to you, of course, having completed the game. Okay. Um, And I hope you continue it, too. I know it may seem dull at this point, but really it does pick up. I know we're all busy and stuff, but... um, the things that are, I guess, especially great about it is discovering those little moments about each character and what what makes them tick, what they love, what they don't love, um, mm-hmm. what they love about you in particular. And everyone's going to have, I think, a connection to one of these characters, like of whether course. it be in your real life. Like to me personally, I had a personal attachment to the the hedgehog lady. I don't know if you've encountered her yet. Um, I've heard stories about the hedgehog lady. But like... Oh, man, in more ways than one, like, that hit me hard 
personally but uh to the game's credit like uncle atul i don't really have anyone in my life that sort of matches that character but mm-hmm. again i was like immensely immensely attached to him and uh was hit hard by a few of the things that like he said to stella and that's a credit to the game's writing i think they really make you love these characters in some way whether they're jerks or not like something as small as like hugging them you know when you hug uncle atul like he gives you a big giant like teddy bear hug back or frog i should say and it's like oh that's so sweet and some of them are more like timid and shy like it takes a second for them to hug you back and learning these little things about these characters i think are like very very sweet in it you learn about them and their stories and who they are and so when it comes to the time where you have to eventually um let them go yeah fuck (laughs) sorry um (laughs) it gets hard you know oh um especially with some of them where um uh you you don't uh necessarily send them through the door yeah Uh, and when, when you grow attached to someone and then they just they leave and you don't know why like it becomes yeah it it's hard (laughs) yeah and and Again, like, I I don't know why it hit me so hard with some of them because I'm like, I don't have really anyone in my life that's like this, but they told those stories so well. You just can't help but fall in love with these people that, you know, or characters that aren't a part of your life day to day, you know? It's very well done. Oh, sorry. Fuck, I didn't... No, don't apologize. <laughs> That's just you have empathy. This is a beautiful thing. It, it's a it's what a good ass Stop game. Crying. I laughed because I thought you were fa- you were like doing it on purpose, and then I was like, "Oops, uh, no, no, oh my god, <laughs> no. no, I would never." Jesus, <laughs> that sounds like something honestly, I would do, but like, oh man. No, yeah. honestly, like one of the reasons I'm so upset that I didn't get to finish the game or really like get that like get too into it is because I do really love the topic of death and just like addressing it um because it's you know like for me I you guys you guys know me well enough I I all the time I used to say it all the time just like look we're all going to die so like nothing matters like just do what you got to do and like get it done like do it you know what I mean so I feel like a game like this is I just think it's really cool. I think it's a really, really, and I know I say it a lot, but I think this is actually like a really neat idea. And I think it's just really interesting and how they're executing it is just kind of really sweet. At least right now. You know what I mean? Mm. But Palazzo, I think um, this impact that it's had on you is just like, I think that's exactly what it intended to do. And I'm just really happy to see that it had that impact. I think that's a beautiful thing. I Yeah, I absolutely think that's the intention like um and i don't think it's meant in a way like uh the movie lion i don't know if anyone's seen that but it's very much meant to manipulate your emotions to where you're probably gonna cry in the end or coco is probably a better example of that but this this game i think it's naturally done in a way where um they don't manipulate you to do it it just happens naturally Mm -hmm. um yeah that's great yeah, because it's not like a moment necessarily where you're like, oh, God, that's so sad. Like in Coco, it's like when you dwell on who these characters are and like, you know, what they're telling you about what they've been through and then sort of like coming up with conclusions for yourself as to who they were. That's where it gets really emotional for me. 
I don't know. Sure. I don't know if I'm yeah. explaining that well, but no, I think you are. And I also think like just to not even really about the game, but just like in life in general, like you don't need to know these people or have someone who like is like just like this person in real life to feel sad when they do pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I don't know. Well, I mean, that's the point of a game, isn't it? Like, you're living that life. So, like, it doesn't need to compare to your real life because you're living it while you're playing it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Or at least that's how I view these things. No, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Even the assholes on the ship, like, there's some jerks on here. Um, But the more you learn about their life, you're like, okay, you know, I see how you maybe got to this place. Um, Sure. (laughs) But also characters like Giovanni, who are absolute dicks, um... Not your brother, Giancarlo. Different Giovanni. <laughs> the lion in the game. Um, literally cheats on his wife. Um, but yet, this might be a terrible thing to say. It's like, you know what, dude? I fed you on this boat. Like, I gave you housing. Like, I- I've taken care of you. And I'm going to see that through to the end. Like, something about you and still, like, giving you these warm hugs and stuff. It- we could still move past this. You're still a person on my boat. And in one in a weird way, I still love you. Even though you're a bit of a jerk, uh, fair. You, you know, it, I don't know. That comes down, to, I think, to the writing and how well they execute um, how these characters are built and all. So. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's not that is not an easy thing to do at all. So right. that's like a huge uh, thing to their credit. You know, there's one character. It's further in the game, so I don't know if you'll get there, but they are obsessed with D and D. I'm not even sure what the animal is. It's like a dog bird thing, but. Oh my god, it's hilarious! Um, I I think you would like that character a lot if you eventually got there. But big D and D nerd, and you go on like a quest to gather their friends from like, and he refers to the islands as like weird mythological places in D and D, and um, yeah. you go on a quest with them and all. It, it's cute. Oh, that's it's cool. fun. That's very cute. Yeah. Do we feel like there are any other things we want to talk about with this game? It feels like it's another one of those games with like very simple premise, but it's all kind of in the execution and the impact. Um, the music was pretty delightful. I don't think it's like a standout mm-hmm. soundtrack, but it, it does its job. It's the, cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one moment that I was like awestruck by the music was when I guess you're, I don't know if you got there, you're collecting comet rocks at one point mm-hmm. and they sort of pass it off as like a firework display. And the music yeah. that plays during that moment is very, very like, whoa, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess, in the case of Spiritfarer, how do we vote? Um, so, again, like with everything I said in the episode, I guess, like, take mine with a grain of salt in, in the fact that I have not played enough of it. Um, but also, I see the value that the game has for a lot of people because I've heard it almost universally. Um, and then I've also played enough as someone who, like, really wanted to have that experience um to kind of understand where i ended up falling at least so far um if there are any like major updates one i'll like i'll tweet or something just because apparently this game makes everyone cry and as someone who is always chasing a cry because i can't freaking do it in media uh i would i i'm waiting for something to take the spot and say that it made me cry so i would love to have that experience uh, in this game that said um i played out on game pass so it didn't cost me anything. I think time-wise, it's absolutely at least worth your time. Like, you know, if you can get it through Game Pass or someone can lend it to you, try it. Uh, it you know, because, again, it looks like it's 
the potential for impact is quite high, at least based on the general consensus I've heard. Um, but if I had to give you buy-in advice from where I stand right now, uh, at least in the like probably 10-ish hours, maybe a little less that I've spent in it, um, the gameplay itself was just like kind of nothing for me. It, it feels like it's a game that again, is ideal if I'm listening to a podcast and I need to focus on the podcast, but I want to have, like, something else going on while I'm doing that. Um, so it, it looks like it would be great for that, but uh, as far as, like, a game that I'm enjoying and I'm excited to jump into, like, I kind of had to drag myself to play it every time. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just didn't really have fun with it in its current state, so uh, my current vote would be a do not buy it, though. Um. I'm going to say the opposite. Please buy it. <laughs> Video games as a source of entertainment do not make me cry often. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it. I cry all the time in movies, but for games, it's just like not a thing for me. This one did it three different occasions, and it continues to do that by just talking about it or thinking about it. So um, for that reason alone, like I think it's worth your money. Again, you got to get past that beginning threshold of like, Getting mm -hmm. to a point where you could collect a few characters that you may grow attached to and send them through the door. Once you realize sort of what this game is all about and what the impact it's supposed to have is, then I think it becomes vastly more enjoyable and you grow more attached to completing some of these um, chores, you know. But mm -hmm. no, yeah, I, I wish I could have talked more about some of the things about Atul. Um, his his character alone is worth the price of admission. I think it's it's not an expensive game. It's pretty cheap. So yeah, please you you should buy this game. Ah! <laughs> every time, every time. But it's fine, and you know it, it's fine. But um, similar to John, like you have to take my opinion with a grain of salt as well. But I don't think it'll really matter. Because I was going to say that you should buy the game. Hooray. Um, I, yeah, I, again, I really did not play enough where I feel like my opinion even counts. But for some reason, I guess it does. Um, At least you yeah, played a little bit of this one, right? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yes. Um, so, no, I just, I, I, the premise, the theme, I, I really do. I, I'm really into it. And I am, I am going to continue playing it. And um, I really hope. I'm also, I am a big crier. It's some, it just happens, you know, I think it's something having to do also with like my birth control or something. But even, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't, like, I love crying. Crying, yes, John, you're right. I love it when people cry. I love crying. I think crying is very important. And I think a game like this one, I think, I don't know. It sounds like it's right up my alley. So, yep, you should buy it, I think. And you should also, I don't know, go cry a little bit because maybe you need it. You know what I'm saying? So in the case of Spiritfarer, you should cry it, though. Yeah. Yes. Stop. <laughs> no, I just, like, it's something I've never been able to understand, your, like, your love of crying. It's just, okay, it, it, it is literally, I, oh, what did I watch? I watched, I forgot what show or movie it was, but, um one of the characters like she was sobbing and she was just like she it, it was awesome she was breaking down it was great but the person she was hugging was just like go ahead like let it out it's, it's like a storm leaving your body and i was like oh i like that i like it i liked it a lot so it's just i don't know 
Because, I mean, for me at least, after I cry most of the time, it's, it does, it feels really good. Like, I just, I do feel better, depending on the cry, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I always feel worse after I cry. It depends on why I'm crying. When I'm not expecting it from, like, a movie or something. Oh, yeah. That's always, like, fun. That's, I have fun crying in movies. (laughs) I don't know why media just can't get, like, I don't know why. Because I want to. Like, I go into movies being like, make me cry. I dare you. Go. And it Wait, just doesn't. Wait. Um, touch your chest real quick. Like, the, the left side? Uh, the okay. other side? Go ahead. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. Is there, go is there a pulse? Oh, my God. No? Yeah? All right. No, All weird. Right, I think you're really good. Just... <laughs> I don't think it's just the. You can't just. Yeah. TJ, you going to buy this game? What's up? <laughs> I'm going to play it. All right. Play it. Well, there you play go. Let, let us you know what you switch. think. I would love, I would love to hear uh, updates from, like, Amanda, after you've played more of it, I'll try to play more of it. I because I really do want to have that experience, but like it's just please I, I update can't me. That strength. I, I you folks know. at home, hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to hang out with us over on Twitter, we got at Should I Buy Pod. Um, also, if you're interested in hanging out in our Discord, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can go, uh, support us over there and you get access to cool stuff like our Discord where you can hear updates from us on the games we're playing. Uh, you can also get access to cool stuff like our 24-hour impressions for new games and, uh, lots of other neat stuff like that. Also, we have a whole other podcast called Dungeons & Drimbus. And right now we're in season two, Hunt for the Florida Man, and it's a freaking good time. I bet that'll make you cry. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, this game is on my top ten games of 2020, which you can find on our Twitter as well. Yeah. We just posted that Ooh. there. Uh, so if you like Life of Pi, the video game, play it. Because <laughs> that's what this is. <laughs> All right. Well um in that case thank you all so oh and, and thank you to our patrons and baird and jerry benetados of course thank you um thank you all so much for listening we'll talk at you real soon goodbye goodbye bye goodbye